Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Welcome to a blood and sinewy episode of Hot Takes. I'm Elijah Master. With me as always is Brother Bishki. I'm first, so I get to say, let's go, Brandon Cronenberg. <laughs> we got Brother Lucas in the way back tonight. Come on in. The water's fine. And as you may have guessed by the fact that he's in the way back, we got a supersized ep. We got Brother Justin. Yeah. Brother Nate. I'm here. And our returning Cronenberg champion, a brother Dave. Well, hello, everyone. Oh, what a <laughs> packed edge tonight for Brandon Cronenberg's Infinity Pool. What is special about tonight's screening? Brother Bishke, why are we here? Well, Nate got tipped off and tipped me off that Brandon Cronenberg was, was going to be doing an intro here. <laughs> AMC <laughs> Instagram hit me up. Yeah. And, Ooh, yeah. And indeed, uh, Brandon Cronenberg was here and Mia Goth was here. And they just kind of walked out. They're like, they told us to just walk out. And people are like, oh, shit. <laughs> Brandon's like, like super shy. Yeah. And uh, they did not have any prepared remarks. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> we really appreciate it, truly. Um, and, um, uh, yeah, we hope you enjoy the movie. <laughs> well, intros are tough because you don't want to spoil it. <laughs> you don't want to spoil No one's seen the movie. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah, so no, no one saw the movie. It's kind of just like uh, the zoo rolls through town and you look and you point and then they leave, you know? Yeah, we did dodge what would have been a very long and awkward Q&A if they did that. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> yeah, they, they were charming, though. <laughs> and probably more exciting was seeing Kevin Sorbo in the lobby before the screening. Oh, Bishki, we were one night off with yes. Left Behind Rise of the Antichrist. Kevin Sorbs <laughs> at K Sorbs was in the house tonight. Yes, and he, he was attending his movie, Left Behind Rise of the Antichrist. <laughs> and, and God, it, what I would have done to just grab him and leather strap him and make him watch Infinity Pool. <laughs> <laughs> I would have wearing flip-flops, man. I would have paid good money to just switch those audiences oh, yeah. unknowingly. Oh, no. oh, yeah. And just lock the doors. <laughs> yeah. That would be so great. It's worth every There would have been a revolt. So, uh, before we get into it. How do you get the protein as quick as possible into the bloodstream? A little schnapps. Right. Tomatoes, while staying at an isolated island resort, James Alexander Skarsgård and M. Cleopatra Coleman are enjoying a perfect vacation on pristine beaches, exceptional staff, and soaking up the sun. But guided by the seductive and mysterious Gabby, Mia Goth, <laughs> they venture outside the resort grounds and find themselves in a culture filled with violence, hedonism, and untold horror. A tragic accident leaves them facing a zero-tolerance policy for crime. Either you're executed, or if you're rich enough to afford it, you can watch yourself die instead. 
Period. All right. Period. There's a little vagueness there, mm-hmm. I guess, which which you need. So I knew nothing going into this. Absolutely nothing but vague ideas about who was in it. That was it. And who directed it. And having loved his last movie, which is called Possessor, one of the wildest films we've ever covered on this yeah. humble oh, yeah. cast. Deep in the lockdown, yeah. I was trying to brace myself and be ready for anything because word it, on the street was that this was going to be wild. And I think it made our top 10 list, didn't it, Lodgemaster? Just you and I? had to. Yeah, yeah. It had to. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, guys. What first impressions of what's going on here? When it started, I was trying to draw parallels to the White Lotus. Of course. So in <laughs> yeah. my head, I dubbed Same. this the worst Lotus. <laughs> well, you just wish they would push it this far. Like, this is how dark you think it's going to go, but they could never even. Yeah. I mean, there's so much resort media nowadays. It's like when they made two asteroid movies and when they made two volcano movies. Now everybody's checking into high-end resorts and yeah. pe- we peel back the layers of decency and sanity the menu uh yeah, yeah so many yeah it's so many i blame adam sandler <laughs> yeah, i think he, he started he this kicked it off. and he had like two or three during the yeah pandemic, two or three movies yeah so uh, i was fully on board initially i mean i'm i'm with it i i love seeing some ridiculous high-class vacationing you know, that I either can't or don't want to spend my money on, but I'm happy to live vicariously through some rich assholes working out some issues, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, knowing nothing about it, I'm like, oh shit, they're going to leave the compound. They're they're building a sense of dread, you know? And I was for throbbing bones. Yeah. Well, I think that you you leave kind of reality too. You're not quite sure how far in the future it is or in the past. Uh, The Croatia Film Fund was in the beginning (laughs) of the movie. So bingo, that's probably where they shot this thing at the edge of the world there. And it takes place, I mean, according to the movie, it's a like a fictional city. I sure hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're keeping that vague. For I sure. mean, the language is straight. Like you don't recognize any names or languages or anything like that. I mean, it might be real, but I I can't even afford sandals, Jamaica. So I <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What do we think about Mia Goth and uh, Alexander Sarsgaard? Do you, do we feel the the chemistry there? Omniscient editorial note. Throughout this episode, I'm saying Sarsgaard, but I'm meaning Scarsgaard. We're supposed to feel chemistry. With I don't know. Two? I mean, I mean, I think so. I mean, There's... he is—he's like the the quintessential straight man, you know, going through this. Yeah. And I thought he did a pretty good job. Just. You know, he's engaging, he's engaging with his dark side. I mean, that's that's where this thing with the resort and the veils come up and we see ourselves again, you know, which is what all the media we were talking about with this resort stuff. Right. He has a tougher job. Like her character is just more flamboyant and fun and she's incredible. I but, mean, she's she's given complete license to create an entire ham sandwich smorgasbord yeah, with this character yeah. and she takes it. But initially you just think that it's a swinger situation, you know, like it's just there's this couple that seems a little more open, a little freakier. And then there's Sarsgaard and his wife who seem like they're having problems. They don't like each other very much anymore. And you just you just know there's going to be some sort of sexual collision that happens. Right. It's like if a Roman Polanski thriller suddenly took psychedelic drugs and 
turn into a body horror movie. Right, right. <laughs> yes. So the first time that they do cross that line, I mean, <laughs> I guess it's a crouton. Solid crouton. They leave the, the compound. There is a sense of dread as they're getting farther and farther from the compound. And they kind of have this beach picnic near some like rusted out cars. <laughs> they're like, it's pretty, right? It's beautiful. Yeah, like, yeah it's great. <laughs> Drinking heavily. They're cooking up sausages and Sarsgaard's getting full off them sausages. Everybody's <laughs> getting drunk. And then he goes to take a little tinkle. And Gabby, Mia Goth, they've been making eyes at each other the whole time. And then she just kind of creeps up behind him once he's finished with his with his urination and just gives the most dispassionate reach around hand job to him. And it was it was pretty wild to see that like in a big AMC theater and just to see her dispassionate face mm. and him just like. Bishke, I wanted you to gif every second of his oh, yeah. his orgasmic I mean, conclusion. And the crouton, you know, the crouton is that we see the splash of urine and then we see the <laughs> splash of you know what. We see a matched splash. And <laughs> it's almost I, worse. Yeah, and the and the <laughs> the audience when they saw that, I'm like, what what sound is this crowd gonna make when the jizz hits the ground? And, the, and they did not disappoint. It was a it was a combination of ah and I felt like everybody. I felt like everybody leaned in at that point. I, I too, was just in. expecting Mia Goth to yeah. do something outrageous like that. He did not look like he was enjoying it at all. Um, it looked. It looked like pain. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> like it was coming out sideways. Well, he's shocked. He's shocked. Yeah. yeah. So they don't mention it. Things move on. Yada yada yada. They're on their way back to the compound, and they hit a dude that's crossing the road. Then we're whisked away into this strange prison where they quickly inform him that this is a killable offense, but you can't get out of it because you're rich. We're just going to make a double of you and kill that guy. Okay. And the oldest son of the person you killed is going to carry it out. Just so matter of fact. They just, just drop ba -ba -ba -ba. all that. So that was what I didn't know where this was going. And so when they said that, I was just like, oh that's what this is. There's the Cronenbergian element. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in an age where we're bombarded with information 24-7, to go into a movie like this not knowing the fucking premise <laughs> is such a gift. It's ideal. No, it is. I it's think ideal. you and I were on the exact same page. During that scene, I was like, oh. Uh, I was like, what? wait, okay. wait, wait. Oh, oh, okay, now it doubles. Wait, you're telling me this pool is infinite? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that the guy asked him, like, uh, would you rather die? Would yeah, you, would you rather be executed? Rather be executed? And so then you see, you see his shaky pen signing a document completely not in English. <laughs> it's just like, just, all right. Yeah. So around this time, I look over and lo and behold, we had a little sleepyhead on sleepy our hands. Confirmed. Sleepyhead's back. <laughs> Luke, Luke, is you up back there? <laughs> yeah, Are you awake I'm, now? I'm, I'm quietly listening in the way back and... Uh, <laughs> No, it's funny. I you foretold this at the yard house today. You're like, if I have another sip, I'm out. Yeah, no, I definitely had my <laughs> usual, uh, you know, pre-flight uh, takeoff <laughs> yeah. um, meal, and 
when we got in there, it was packed. There was, it was a, warm. There was a buzz. It was warm. There was yeah, a buzz it was a warm in the air. Beyond Fest kind of crowd. And <laughs> yeah, when Brandon Cronenberg and Mia Goth came out, I got everyone charged and energized, and I got like I couldn't even like keep my eyes open at that point. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't make it through the was, intro. Looking, looking down at his I ate like an entire bag of Snickers miniatures, so I was also sugar crashing. Right, oh. so like my blood sugar spike crazy. Yeah. And the opening credits, like, first of all, all the trailers were Bad Vibe Central. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what those trailers those were, were. Those were weird. There was, like, a the, World War One trench tunnel trailer. They all had <laughs> a tinge of horror, right? Yeah, bad, they were but... all Bad Vibe Horror trailer. And I was like, man, I hope I don't have a panic attack because I can't mm. get out of here. I'm trapped. Yeah. And then when the credits started, it was, like, just really bright and colorful <laughs> and just big big font in yeah. your face well there, yeah there was a seizure warning too you know yeah. oh that freaked me out so like, i was oh. getting so anxious and yeah the score was so dread inducing like i was like oh man i might have a panic attack and I, you probably noticed i was like withering and struggling yeah, like the first out. 30 minutes and i kept like yawning like 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 contagiously like i couldn't stop for just, some reason just folding in on yourself and Lucas, yeah, you sure needed a dispassionate hand job you it did seems like man no matt was like <laughs> i'll yeah, do anything for you lucas yeah, but I, i'm me, not quite there yet yeah i was I'm, nudging you though i'm sorry you though. I, don't, I don't know what's happening i gotta i gotta just not drink or do anything it's low grade narcolepsis i, I started getting my jollies off platonically thinking of how I was presenting the movie to you because I knew when I nudge you I get one little brief moment where you open your eyes (laughs) I get like a shot a 12 second flutter of or a frame it can be like what this is a frame so throughout the movie I'm like oh uh, you see Alexander Sarsgaard in a crazy mask pointing a gun. Yeah. Boom. And then the you see mask. that. <laughs> and then he's out. But yeah, but going back to the dispassionate hand job, there was a guy <laughs> sitting to the back left of us that was laughing maniacally at everything. Yeah. And, and that was a big laugh for him. That well, was he, a big he recited laugh the moment. Nicole Kidman, the whole Nicole you always Kidman. Get, you always get one of those guys, especially the at these like artsy horror movies, who's just like, oh, 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 oh I get it. <laughs> yeah, the Q&A just like... Or the the promise of a key, not yeah, the promise yeah. of a key, it's but a the key. promise of a celebrity. Like, woo, we're a out, we're Q&A, out public here. Q and A hound for sure. I'm sure he had a few things to sign stuff down his pants. So Lucas, you know, whenever the movie got a little rough too, you could just look at Lucas's divine serenity in his slumber and just calm down a little bit. <laughs> but what did we think when they dropped that exposition of? This is just going to, they're going to start doubling folks. Like what, well, how are like, we feeling at that point? Interested. I was like, what are you going to do with this? Like, <laughs> right. and, and it's like, what do they do with it? Like yeah. not a lot. It's kind of like, you think you, it's on the surface. It's right. like a great Cronenbergian idea on paper. It's like the, the duality of man explored. Yeah. yeah. And then especially when the, you can, it's kind of revealed that, the one that continues is the doubled one, but he's kind of like a right it's Android a, it's version like you of himself. Think a movie like this would have its fun with having you question: Is this the real guy after the doubling, or is it the double? Yeah. But the movie doesn't give a shit. They're, no. They very just kind of blase. Like then we're off into like Clockwork Orange Land. We well, don't know if we are the double well, or not. There also is. I mean, it's kind of there's two things going parallel. There's his there's Skarsgård's right. journey of himself where he's facing all these things or has to face all these things about himself. But then there's the rich couple, 
you know, we find out and a bunch end, of other rich assholes. who are just on a vacation <laughs> yeah. and they're the dead fucking the dead you know they've they've, they've done it all and they've, now they they've have all this. been they've all been doubled before and they want to invite him into their twisted fraternity they're all just like you could be the double or not we don't know if we are it's great yeah. That's that's just to push him in a place morally where he is making these horrible decisions. Where the drugs he, he thinks and that else. things don't matter anymore. So yeah, it's kind of like Westworld, where there's really no stakes. You're just running around, having fun, killing, fucking, doing drugs. Well, the, yeah, the, the issue so, is like, never watched Westworld. <laughs> I did. I did <laughs> watch Westworld. <laughs> We're keeping you honest. What the I, movie? You watch Westworld? And you have the watched movie any other TV? from the 70s? No, oh, I also watched some of the TV. So I, when I watched Renner, some of the TV show. I watched some of the TV. Dear show. listener, Brother Bishki is famous and infamous for not watching any high profile that's television. what he says yeah but Ugh. every once in a while i catch a few glimpses and one day i'm gonna clockwork orange you to a chair and make you watch breaking bad <laughs> but anyway brother dave you're a cronenberg freak brandon and otherwise like what what are you thinking during this my prediction for you is that you don't give a fuck that we're not just establishing these characters you just like the milieu that's my guess <laughs> let them speak, let <laughs> them speak. <laughs> i just that's my guess but i want to know if i know you I want to know if I can if I can predict it. As Donald Trump would say, wrong. Yeah, wrong. right. No, I mean, look, I, the milieu and the atmosphere and the vibe goes a long way because Brandon's very talented at creating dread and creating cool imagery right. and setting cool situations up. But I, I got to confess that, like, I kind of lost my connection to the Skarsgård character yeah. fairly early on. There's <laughs> just not a lot there. I mean, I, I thought he had an interesting journey, and they even kind of make it explicit at the end with Mia Goth spelling it out. Like, I'm trying to get you to shed your skin and kill the old you so the new, the new stronger you can emerge. Right. And I'm like, okay. That's... From wimp to warrior. <laughs> exactly. We've got a little <laughs> Paul T. Goldman shout out. But yeah, I, I just didn't get enough of him early on to really even connect who this guy is I, to begin with. I think that is the issue because we don't really, we can't have fun with even wondering how his double might be different because he's such a stone-faced dolt yeah. the whole time. It's like if you had someone like Adam Sandler or oh my God. Tom Cruise, somebody that brings a lot of baggage to the role, yeah. like as an everyman, like mm. or Tom Hanks, even. I don't even think about that. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I am up, thinking of that. that. Brings up some some rough <laughs> images, but especially with the sex scenes, but and the hand job. But with him, you don't get that. So he's just he's just walking around like a blank slate. He's already a double of a person, right? It's like he's trying to appear to be a normal person. Mm. Yeah, and he just kind of abandons his wife. Like the wife character just yeah, she's just like she fades out. So like he's not giving up much to just go off and be a no. little prankster with these like psychos. <laughs> that's what they are. Pr they're fucking violent pranks. They are. It's totally yeah. like clockwork orange. They're good like, time buddies. Yeah. They're just, good timers. They're just going into people's houses, beat them up, tying them up. And they're like, we're doing it them. for fun. We're doing it for fun. Well, there's a moment where he, you know, where he's watching himself get gutted by this little boy who comes in and he's, and he, you know, cracks yeah. a smile, you know. Yeah. So there is this you know, there's this point to that darker side that he's obsessed with or something. But I that's mean, it, like all that's going on. It's like the movie thinks that the very concept of watching yourself get killed is mind blowing enough to just let us coast on that mm -hmm. for the whole thing. Because there's there, what else is going on? Like 
somebody tell me, is anything else going on in this other than crash light? Like, oh, we get off on car crashes. Oh, well, we get off on watching ourselves kill ourselves. You know? well, there's, there's a little bit of a ayahuasca trip in there just to there's a nice, give uh, a little bit of salad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a nice hallucinogenic uh, orgy there. I mean, is that a, is that a salad dragon? Yeah, not salady, but not really. Salad dragon, yeah. reluctant, reluctant, dispassionate salad dragon. Nah. I just felt like it was kind of stock. Like, yeah, of course uh, they're gonna, a- of course they're gonna huff the smoke from a sacred root, and they're fucking, but you don't know what's real, and then you see the good time gang get progressively into it. They're all getting grinding. No, I think formally there's some student feature stuff in it. I won't say it's student feature because it looks it looks incredible, and visually I think it's really amazing. I think, but but some of the just the formal ideas of the visuals, even even more from seeing all that I saw, even more than a student feature, I feel like it's a glorified short. You could do all this compact, Mm -hmm. I feel. Like, because it doesn't have, I don't think it has enough ideas. Yeah. If you you take Mia Goth out of the movie and put someone else in it, it suffers. Big time. You know what I mean? Like, she's her charisma. Her charisma just carries you through a lot of stuff that might be kind of a a downer or bummer or I think that yeah I think that's the entertainment value absolutely seductress you know but we don't really know anything about her either you know by design like she's just a sadistic sadistic American tourist now hold on there was a detail with her character that I appreciated quite a bit where she was explaining that she's an actress yeah that was great what her specialty is is that she's great at fucking things up yeah. or how, how would Natu- we say that naturally failing naturally, naturally failing, failing that's it up. and she demonstrates by trying to cut a roll in half and she just can't and it's very believable yeah and she's like i just i can't cut this roll with the knife it's impossible it's impossible i need the bun chop <laughs> you know and and Skarsgård's constantly being like Demasculated. I mean, there's there's so many things where they're countering. Why are you with this man? Is is right. so there? And, and she she'll she, you know she, Mia Goth appeals to him with his vanity, saying that I know your book and all right. this stuff. So they're leading him by the nose. So we know that at least that about him is that he can, he's just morally he's in and that a was all. Spot. I thought that was all delicious. Like all of that. Yeah, the setup was delicious. Yeah, and and having seen the trailer, I kind of knew we were heading into messed up territory. Yeah. So I was, yeah. you know, I'm into those movies where it's just like, you know, you're going into the dungeon. Like, yeah. But I just feel like it just set adrift after that. Like it, it wasn't showing me anything new or bringing any new ideas. It felt like I was just at one long party with this good time gang. Agreed. Yeah. You know, I agree. It gets stuck in the, in the mud there with the party gang. You know, and where I wasn't shocked. I wasn't them. shocked. By this movie, no. that I think that's the cardinal sin. Like, what was shocking? Nothing. What? I was promised something crazy. I mean, it was shocking. having at least it was having a little fun with it. You know, like sure. fifteen years ago, the version of this is hostile, right? And oh, we're yeah. just reveling in like a guy's gonna get his toe cut off. No, that's true. Whereas this, at least the imagery is interesting, and the movie still goes at a good enough clip right. that you're not languishing there. 
I just wish there was something like maybe I would have been shocked if I ca- if I gave like half or quarter of a shit about any of these characters, mm-hmm. but I didn't. So it was like watching pinatas just fucking rub up against each other. Like I, I did spend a, a decent amount of time analyzing uh, the Skarsgård character and how he's kind of in debt for his career to his father-in-law. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, like yes. Critics Cronenberg. Uh, critics don't like his work, and and everyone thinks he's a joke. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if there's a bit of. Uh, Self-esteem issues going on behind the scenes. Yeah, that was really cathartic when Mia Goth was reading negative reviews to him as they're following him. Yeah, that was I liked that scene a lot because she was just splayed out on the hood of the car with a bucket of chicken and a bottle of wine. I mean, just taking him down a peg. She's great. She's got... She's really great. I mean, there's a point... She's got a crazy future in whatever genre she chooses. That's the the point where she almost gets kind of shrill and annoying in a way. Almost... It almost gets to that edge, but she didn't didn't go over the edge for me, so that's... Yeah. But even if she did, I mean, it was called for at that point. Right. He was about about to lose his shit. Yeah, the seduction's over. (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah. way over. <laughs> but, way in the rear view. But there is, <laughs> there is a moment where it's the moment of truth for our for our sweet man, where he must face the dog. And I think this is. I mean, it's a salad dragon. It has to be. Double dragon. So I started poking Lucas when when Sarsgaard came out and a dog Dogsguard comes out. Dogsguard comes out in like an S and M leash harness apparatus. Let's check in with LT. LT, what do you think about this? What do you re- what do you remember? Like, what had you seen to lead you to this? Because you kind of woke up at that point a little bit. Yeah, no, I I definitely saw glimpses of the doppelganger getting stabbed by the surviving family member. That was like, early. Yeah, yeah that like was really early. Seeing all these things you're talking about, I saw glimpses of these things. What about the sex scene, the tripping? Yeah, the tripping, I saw full frontal nudity of a woman, which was shocking yeah. for some reason in 2023. Yep. yep. Um, but the yeah, the dog collar. It, it's it was, shocking when you wake up to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was My like, assembled shots are working well together. I was like, whoa, we're at the Burbank AMC 16. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, the dog collar scene. It was funny because yet yeah, Mia Goth was really just being dominant and was just yeah. like heckling them, and and it was yeah, it was fun to watch. Like I couldn't help but have a stupid grin on my face because yeah, I was like struggling <laughs> to stay conscious. So she commands Sarsgaard to kill the dog, stab the dog, put him down, become a man, wimp to warrior. <laughs> and he throws the knife, like, go fetch it. And then the dog is like, it's on. And so it's Sarsgaard on Sarsgaard action. They wrestle r- around for a bit. And eventually Sarsgaard emerges triumphant with, Every show and movie now has a ground and, and pound facial annihilation scene. Oh, mm-hmm. Like every there. fucking show. And I know this because the Lodge Mistress hates it. She's like, ground and pound! And she comes <laughs> out. And she does it with every show. She has to do it with every uh, show. And I'm like, oh, baby, I sense a ground and pound coming yeah. up. And she's like, oh, God. It oh, kept God. going. It was like five or six hits. I looked down the row at all of us. And everybody, I mean, Bishki was looking right at it. I was yeah. awake for the first part of it. But then I fell asleep as he was like punching like the skull in. Just those wet pumpkin. There's a lot in this sounds. movie. There's a lot in this movie that Lodge Mistress would find 
and sexy certified in a big way, but it would all be undone by that ground and pound. It's just a yeah, red fucking pumpkin pulp. Brandon loves Skarsgård versus Skarsgård dog is a very particular kink that a lot of (laughs) people have, and we shan't shame it tonight. I mean, it's it's something to see. Once that's finished, the true salad leaf emerges. One, two, three, three. Mia Goth comforts him maternally, reveals one of her breasts, swipes some blood and brain matter across her nipple, after which he suckles it. And that's when I was really hitting Lucas and with Lucas. Like, this is kind of the point of breast everything. Feed, breastfeeding Lucas. <laughs> breast yeah. was like regression, you know. He was yeah. regressing there. You know? It was like a, a religious, biblical, I, I, iconic, iconographic image. Yes. Madonna and Skarsgård. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so then it's it's like one of these resort shows. After they've had a real wacky adventure, everybody's like back in their tourist clothes and they're heading out. And you can tell Sarsgaard isn't uh, isn't quite sitting right with him. That everybody's just <laughs> going back to their normal lives, and uh, he ends up going back to the hotel, even though it's closed for the rainy season. And, and that that's a metaphor too, right? The rainy season, in some way. How did that hit you guys? Wet. The whole place. Well, I mean, like the whole place. It absolves itself, or you know, it's cleansing of its sins, or yeah, know, the whole place is an infinity pool. I mean, I don't, I don't know enough about any of these people to even draw anything. From Symbolism. It. Yeah, yeah, like I, I was completely empty at that point. I'm just like, well, androids dreaming about rain right there. Great, goodbye. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I don't know how you could, how could you care about this guy? Right. You don't even know if it's him. You weren't wondering if his next book is gonna be good <laughs> mm. or if he'd read <laughs> would he wife? recover yeah. <laughs> I, I gosh we, i hope his wife takes him back we heard that his book was called sheath and i did want to hear a little bit of it but <laughs> there's a character called oh, fresh too yeah. i heard sheep oh well i heard maybe. something else but i can't remember what it was. <laughs> L- lucas did you catch that lucas heard <laughs> sleep and that's the roar <laughs> <laughs> that's the roar shark of the piece yeah, here no, I, didn't, I didn't i knew he was an author but i didn't catch the name of the book yeah can, can i backtrack for a second i've yes. got just two points i want to make before since we're at the end of the movie please yeah mia goth's husband <laughs> that actor was bonkers yeah that guy <laughs> was great he seemed like he was Drawing from experience. <laughs> very yeah. committed. Very wily. Very real in the, I don't know, if he's Eastern European or whatever he's coming yeah. from. Yeah, very he, went, real. he went to Thailand to do some research yeah. and did some things. It's, <laughs> like, it's like he and her are the poster children for the meme of these two see you from across the bar and want to buy you a yeah, drink. Yeah, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, stay away right, from that right. couple. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting the way we first meet him and yeah, he's a little maybe... Maybe a red flag's up that he there might be a little sleazy yeah. situation, but it's not too bad. It's he not just, too bad. No. And then when they go on that little outing, he's like, "Oh, I want you to put you on the fire and yeah. burn you up and eat you eat and you feed you right away." Yeah, very strange yeah. role. And, and he gets injured throughout the film, right? <laughs> yeah, he bounces yeah. back pretty quick. And so his clone is also injured as he as he you know I, I was I thought they were going to do something with that. Looking at his tattoos on his arm, they do nothing. They, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't cycle it, again. It doesn't give a shit about any of that and really. and i would venture neither would we have yeah maybe. you know what i mean like do we really care about the ins and outs of it or i 
I just wanted to see something. Something fun happen with it. Something something that deepens the characters or makes them characters. I do feel like we all got a good laugh uh, after the crazy home invasion sequence where... Uh, it was a great edit. Yeah. yeah. The, where you don't know, it just descends into chaos, and the next thing you know, they're all back in the prison. They're back, <laughs> getting ready to get doubled again. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was a good reveal. That was almost Family Guy level. Yes, yes, cut. yes. And the crowd, it took them a minute. It rippled back. Like it took them a minute. Like holy shit, that was really funny. <laughs> like it, it was delayed because we weren't delayed, ready yeah. for that kind of a Family Guy smash moment. Uh, the other, the other thing I wanted to ask you guys about was the masks. What's up with those masks? They're, I thought those cool were going to be looking. like a dark reveal, but at first they're just like they bring them out as like a cultural custom, and I'm like, these yeah. are fucked up. Like, like these are yeah, fucked those up. look fantastic. I think they're like the flesh of the former doubles or something. Oh, I don't know. That's, that's what I thought because one of them he looks at and he, I think he thinks it's his own face, but I don't know. Well, one of them yeah. has like coins for teeth. I thought that was really effective. Truly disturbing. Yeah, yeah and the tiny little holes in one of them. Yeah, which is a fear of everyone. It looked cool. Look cool. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, like the masks being a part of the culture of this country was odd, as was putting a fancy resort in basically a prison compound where if you step outside right. the fence, you're suddenly in like this hellhole <laughs> where you could get murdered yes. for any infraction. Yes. It's like, you know what? Maybe I'll just go to Cabo instead. It was right. like yeah. a sacrificial, uh, you know, uh, mark that they mark you with, too. They had like two tattoo tears. Yeah, inverted uh, tears from the, what the, we usually see. The farm boy also had that, so I'm not yeah. sure what that boy looked like that. the boy from Hook. Remember was it Charlie Cruz? Charlie yeah. Cruz. <laughs> he looked like a little elongated Cosmo. Yeah. He reminded me of a little evil Ralph Macchio. Yeah. <laughs> he had a yeah. good like smile, you know, like a whole yeah. movie Yeah, smile. his smile was good. M. Night Shyamalan's gonna poach him immediately for <laughs> his next creepy kid. Let's go with him, Infinity Bones! Lucas, asterisk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just, just give us something there. LT. Give us something. What's I, your I, I'm going to take my standard two bone. <laughs> yes, you know, two bone deduction. I, I, I got I to see it again, obviously. <laughs> awake. But I, I, it's weird. Uh, even though I was drifting out of consciousness, I feel like I enjoyed this more than his previous films. Oh, wow. Oh, come on. So he's he's growing on me. Lucas uh, saw like a combined six minutes of this movie. <laughs> Wait, you said it was it was could have been a short, so that's what Lucas got. That's I know. true. Yeah. He got the short he that I wanted. The, I think I saw it the right way. Oh man, oh, I man. knew it. It's not the film's fault. But, but I will say, I gotta that make that cut when it comes out on VOD. <laughs> I will say that he does do Brandon Cronenberg a good job of creating dread because yeah, like even when they left the compound, there's like razor wire and yeah. like when they try to get back after dark there's like a new shift of guards that don't remember them and they're like trying to talk their way in and it's just like it just gives you this like palpable relatable sense of of pure dread like just yeah. oh so that goes a long way and like yeah mia goth is great as as this uh kind of mercurial jekyll and hyde explosive personality um but but yeah, I I do I need to see it again. All right, that's two from the sleepyhead, brother Justin. You are officially first to bone. First to bone. Oh my God, it's such an honor. Um, <laughs> you know this was this was dipping its toe into three bone waters for me a few times, <laughs> yeah. and 
while I understand your concerns, Lodge Master, I don't necessarily <laughs> share them. Sure. Uh, because I just don't think it matters sometimes. Mm. I think the, you know, the weirdness and the depravity is kind of enough and is kind of the point. I because, wanted more depravity. Well, yeah, you did. But, you know, <laughs> it's got to be R. Listen, Sick it took puppy. it took Babylon like three hours to give you enough depravity. Mm. Like we're you're one of these was, resort goers who needs to stab himself to feel something at this point. <laughs> Babylon filled me up. Yeah, there definitely wasn't enough elephant shit in Infinity <laughs> Pool. But, you know, I I think the imagery was good. I think really what's holding this movie back is Brandon trying to separate himself from dad a sure. little bit. Because, you know, I think we all kind of wanted more of that body horror, yeah, he, more of that he iconic knows exact, imagery. He knows yeah. exactly what we want. Too. And, you know, if... <sighs> If you give it to us, I wonder if we're going to hold it against <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, we being might just hate like, him. <laughs> What are you just doing what your dad did, yeah, even though that's what we towards. said we wanted? Yeah. You know, so I think we're at this weird X with him and his father where his father's movies, for me, are getting less interesting mm -hmm. and his movies are getting more interesting. Right. So his first swing. feature antiviral was definitely student feature certified. Yeah. And I think he was even going through a little bit of that with this kind of venting, you know, you have your right. character beating the shit out of himself to try to yep. be a better person and acknowledging that you weren't as good as you hoped you would be and having kind of a patron. So I think he's working out a lot of those issues, but I mean, in terms of the masterpieces that his father has made, he isn't there yet, but this is better than crimes of the future, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we get one Cronenberg on the way down and we're getting one on the way up. And uh, <laughs> What a time to be alive. I'm still alive. invested. This was almost three bones. Didn't quite get there. Two and a half. Two and a half from Brother Justin. Expertly reasoned. Let's go, Brother Dave. What you doing? I enjoyed this film. I like sex and violence in movies and this had both <laughs> yeah, in a did. good amount uh i thought i had some interesting ideas they weren't explored as fully or as interestingly as i'd hoped but it kept me on my toes i was surprised i was entertained you know at times the pacing lagged or i had questions that weren't totally answered i really feel like brandon cronenberg could use either a really good therapist or a really good dominatrix <laughs> yeah, or both <laughs> or hybrid both. yeah and mia goth seems very capable of both of those things uh, <laughs> and in a lot of ways my enjoyment of this movie really came down to her this was like the mia goth show she it was she, she's just completely mm -hmm. magnetic in this one so would you combine her performance with some of the cool ideas and you know I get what you're saying about wanting it to go further and push the envelope, but, you know, don't look gift, gift horse in the mouth here. I mean, we're <laughs> lucky we have things like this that, that are, you know, look at the other movies that we're playing at the AMC tonight. Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist? Yeah. <laughs> that movie was more shocking so to me about, than this one. No, I'm, I'm going to go Team Infinity Pool and give it three bones. Three bones mm. for three, Brother Dave. Three Brandon bones. All right. Brother Nathan, well, you well, swimming well, in that well, infinity well. pool? What you doing? Really, really like the thoughts in the car tonight. I really like. Uh, I gotta say, both, both brother Justin, brother Dave, they have the right idea here. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I do agree with Scarsgard being kind of a blank, but for me, 
that that allowed me to project a lot into it. So sure. I think this film has a lot of power in that way where you, you know, to each viewer, this is a midnight movie that you can't miss. I mean, it was a dark vision. I really like the imagery. Uh, I really responded to the kind of the depth, uh, the shallow depth of field that the cinematographer uses. Mm -hmm. It creates these. It creates these images that you're you're searching with your eye. You know, there's there's fractals and there's there's plenty of practical effects going on, head splitting, Hell yeah. which I think in repeat viewing will just be more even more seductive. Uh, it did have this kind of you know everyone's talked about the dread that we've felt. <laughs> it had this kind of heart attack feel. I mean, it felt like I was kind of. I don't know. It, it really was drawing me in. It had this seduction. And, and then to have Mia Goth be the seductress that's bringing him even further into the deep layers of this onion was really strong, I thought. So for me, I'm, I, it, it, the same thing that it, that Possessor had, it had the, kind of this hook on me uh, right from the beginning where no matter what it was, uh, I wanted to find out you know, what the end of it was. I wanted to find out where he would be at the end of it. I had no idea where it was going. So for me, it was surprising. It was a dark vision. And I think the right viewer will have a great response. So I'm three bones as well. Three bones from Brother Nathan. That's so much love and light in this edge tonight. <laughs> Brother Bishke, we're teaming up tonight, We are boy. teaming up. I'm, Hell yeah. You know we're vibing. Hell yeah. We're the target audience for this Absolutely. film, obviously. Uh, and but we want more. We, we want more. We do want more. I, I was not shocked. Uh, um, <laughs> Did I, you even I have was, to close your eyes? I was starstruck by Kevin Sorbo coming in. <laughs> oh, and I was starstruck by Mia Goth. I was like, oh, oh. Mia Goth's here. Huh. And, and then so I was just like, I was very excited for the film. And I think the <laughs> first act is amazing. Fantastic. Um, because that's, you know, it's the promise of, of going into, you know, some dark regions. But yeah, character development, and I think he's just a much stronger director than writer. Maybe. Yeah. He wrote this. I'm guessing he wrote this. He must have. Um, and so, I guess I would like to see him maybe direct and not write the next one. Maybe. Mm. I do like Possessor more than this one. I think I gave Possessor two and a half because I was leaving a lot of room for improvement. But I think this is a step back <laughs> in my book. I'm going to give it two bones. I think there's a lot of great visuals and and some good performances, but just. A little disappointed tonight, but I got to see Kevin Sorbo, so it wasn't yeah, all bad. Yeah, that's right. That's a two from Bishki. Two for Utah. Give me two. I know my time is up here, but <laughs> can I go back to Ex one thing? Extend your time. You know what I think this would have benefited from is a little bit of a goofier lead. Like, yes. you know how, like, could you imagine watching After Hours if Griffin Dunn was, like, stoic with, like, an eight-pack? Yeah. yeah. Like, it just it wouldn't land as much. I, I it's did, not the right for Sarsgaard. There were a couple line reads of, of Sarsgaard. Sarsgaard. Really, yeah. Sarsgaard in this where I was like, <laughs> he sounds a little bit like Rick Moranis. Mm. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, let's go down that rabbit hole. Like, what would that have done? Yeah, I think you're right, Justin. Somebody who's, like... You can see them get progressively in over their heads, and it's a little funny, maybe. You <laughs> Honey, know? I killed my clone. <laughs> right. Yeah, where's Eric Andre? Right, <laughs> the humor would yeah. put Eric Andre in the lead, and yeah. you got something. Because you put that against Mia Goth, that's some sparks. That's like, crazy. Yeah. So I, that's what I was missing in this. I mean, maybe I am just a pervert. But I wanted more. I wanted to be shocked. I wanted to feel like. The fucking fluids were being flung into the audience and hitting us in the face. I wanted to 
be dodging that actively. I don't know. I got I got none of that. It was just it was so middle of the road. You guys can't hear this, but Lodgemaster is cutting himself I mean, as he he's has, talking right now. I need to feel he, something. Take me to the I edge. He has been veins. spoiled by Titan. It's like yeah, I keep swimming towards the edge of that infinity pool and it keeps on infinity. Everything's just soft core to you now. Uh, <laughs> I need my fix. So Torture. You're, you're James Woods in Videodrome. I, I really am. We are so, becoming you're Max Brand. too soft. I... <laughs> Or at least some more character development so I give a shit. You know, if you're not going to shock me, then tell me a couple more anecdotes from these people's lives so I can put something onto this symbolism other than Brandon trying to work out his daddy issues. You know, like, give me something. As it is, it looks great. Mia Goth is a whole bone, at least. And the cinematography makes up for the rest of it. I'm at two. Give me two. And I think Lucas did see the best version of this curated by my jostles. I think he got like the highs. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was like small doses because it's, it is <laughs> so loud and in your face. Don't encourage me. If my eyes were you're the worst defender, <laughs> for, for all of it, I I'm going to sleep through the next one and see how <laughs> yeah. far that gets me. I, I, I put out a panic no, attack. It was like so my, loud. my big concern was just like fainting or passing out and then waking up in an ambulance <laughs> on my way oh. to St. Joe's or something. And then it's I, your, I just Double. love the dichotomy of Lucas being afraid of passing out <laughs> or having a panic attack and Brother Matt being like, this movie's soft. Yeah, it's <laughs> way too soft. Man. Well, we do have a new segment tonight in the yes, Lodgecast. Yes, we do. We've, um, we've been doing this segment actually in numerous casts before, but we're making not it officially. Yeah. We're not, now we're making it official. It's, it's called Guess the Rotten Tomatoes Score. Boom. Left, right, left. And we're going to guess the uh, critic score and the audience score. What do we think on those crazy critics? I think the critics, hmm, I'm seeing a 61. What do we think? From the four reviews. Is that low or high? Like, where's our level? Did this make the festival circuit? It was made the festival circuit, yeah. Briefly. I think it was at something just like a a few weeks ago. Somewhere somewhere in the 60s. Incorrect. Wow. We got 88%. Whoa. That's the critics. How many critics? critics? How many critics? Like we got two? 104 critics reporting right. in. Oh, 88. Okay, so. Some sickos, man. I think the audience is going to be low. Oh, yeah. I ah, think it's. I think it, but don't who's going to see it who doesn't want to see this? So, yeah, like, who, <laughs> who's coming Somebody up? Somebody might wander in pool. and just be very confused. Like people Some, who liked X and Pearl and right. more Mia Goth. Or just people who love pools. Maybe it's right there, though. Maybe it's right there. With it the might pool. be right there. Right uh, at, right it's it's the early level. on in the voting, but we got about 50 people weighing in. Then, then I say it's around 81. 75. 53 percent there it is should have trusted it yeah should have trusted this is not audience friendly y'all they're <laughs> people not don't want to clone shit. themselves well congrats themselves? brother matt and brother bishke you're with the plebs <laughs> yeah, we yeah. sometimes i like being with the plebs we don't get it it's middle of the road right there that's yeah. infinity pool y'all splish, splash. thank you brother dave thank you thank you thank you brother justin anytime Thank you, brother Nate. Yeah, I'll be here at the next one. Thank you, brother Lucas. Anytime. <laughs> Thank you, Lodge Master. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, brother Bishki. Woo! Woo! All right, let's do it. Love it like y'all. Infinity Pool.
running around, having fun, killing, fucking doing drugs. 